Hi, this is Jackie. Um, welcome to my gospel journey. I'm going to be doing um, a deeper Bible study series based on um, Strong's Concordance and the scriptures, of course. Um, the way I see it is this, why are people not actually studying the scriptures as the Bible instructs us to do? I'm using various versions of the Bible in all of my Bible study series that I'm gonna start with this one, because in some versions it is clearer and others is a, it's a little bit ambiguous. So I've decided that I'm gonna use all, you know, quite a few of the different scriptures that makes it a lot more clearer. 2 Timothy 2.15, this is the children's version. Do the best you can to be the kind of person that God will approve and give yourself to him. Be a worker who is not ashamed of his work, a worker who uses the true teaching in the right way. Now, I'm not gonna say I've got this perfectly right by any means, but this is the way that I study, this is the way that I understand the scriptures. And many, many people are listening to the words of pastors, brothers and sisters in Christ that have had years of experience of being basically manipulated by the church. I'm not saying all of them, but I think this is the reason why many don't understand the times that we are in now. Don't you know that the, the word says that we must seek our own salvation with fear and trembling. And that's in Philippians 2.12. If you read the children's version, it says this. There's a little title, Be the People God Wants You to Be. My dear friends, you have always obeyed. You obeyed God when I was with you. It is even more important that you obey now while I am not with you. Keep on working to complete your salvation and do it with fear and trembling. Now, I have said this many times, but if you do not seek your own salvation, then you could perish through lack of knowledge. And that's in Hosea 4.6. My people will be destroyed because they have no knowledge. You priests have refused to learn. So I will reuse, so I will refuse to let you be priests to me. You have forgotten the teachings of your God so I will reject your children. Now, wouldn't that be a horrible place to be? All because that you refuse to study the word for yourself. God has made it quite clear. He will reject you and your children. Therefore, it is imperative, it is important to read the word and spread the good news of the gospel. Judgment Day is about you and you alone. Not you and your pastor, brothers or sisters. You know, it's about you alone. So today I'm going to look at um, Matthew 24, but in particular the misrepresentation of verses 40 to 41. Let's read all of this in its entirety and then I'm going to um, substitute the words using Strong's Concordance so you get a better understanding of what it is actually saying. Now I have said this before, but this I believe is how the theologians and the Bible scholars wrote the Bible in the first place. Did they um, write them from the Dead Sea Scrolls, etc., etc.? I don't know, but I am going back to Strong's Concordance because that is what I um, have been given. So let's have a look and read Matthew 24. I'm going to read it from 39 to 51. I knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. 
Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an, in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of tea. Now listening to that and reading it again, every time I read it something else shouts at me and this is telling us that we need to keep watch because when you're not looking and you're saying things like what's delaying the Lord coming? The Lord isn't, isn't delaying his coming. The Lord is coming at an appointed time. But because you're not looking, because you're not watching, you don't know that time. And that's why the Lord says, be ready. For in such an hour as you think the Son of Man isn't coming, that's when you're going to be caught out. Because you think he's not coming. Now let's move on. Because I'm going to pick up on 24, 41 and 42. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. So what is it really saying? Why do people assume that this is going to be a rapture experience? I mean, seriously? When I was doing a study on something else, this, this verse shouted at me, this is how the Lord works, Job 33 where it says you hear from the Lord once, twice, and other times you perceiveth not. And I believe this is my calling to look deeper into the scriptures and study the scriptures using Strong's Concordance, using whatever means I have, which is based on the Bible. Now, in my opinion, this is not telling us there's going to be a rapture. In my opinion, this is about the godless being removed. So let's see how this now reads with regards to the meaning of Strong's Concordance. I'm going to read the original um, again afterwards. But in Strong's Concordance it says this, Two women shall be grinding at the mill, only one shall be taken, and only one to leave remaining. Be cautious therefore, because ye know not what a certain definite time or season fixed by natural law and returning with the revolving year your Lord doth come. It's quite a mouthful that, isn't it? 
But when you read it, look at that, and only one to leave remaining. So does that mean that one will be obviously godless, but the other one, he's going to leave eventually, but at the moment he's remaining. So the godless will be removed, and the one that's going to be moved, thank you Holy Spirit, he will be remaining. Because it says here, and only one, two leave remaining. So that one, he's still here, but he will go eventually. Now, the Holy Spirit convicted me of that just now as I was reading it, which is why I read it again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So this version that I have put together using Strong's Concordance sounds a little more complicated than the theologians have put together in the scriptures. But to be honest, my understanding makes it a lot clearer to me. Because we don't know by natural law, because as we know, the devil has changed the time and the seasons. Now looking at the other versions of this verse, it reads that the devil will try to change the times and laws. Not that he intends to change it, which of course he does, and he has. And that's the commandments for one. The original laws have, have been changed. Now look at this, or should I say altered. Daniel 7:25, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. And he shall say great words against the Most High, Listen to this. And to harass constantly the holy of the Most High and intend to alter, set time, time, season and decrees and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. Reads different, doesn't it? The first one is King James Version. The second one is where I have altered the words. I should have made that a bit clearer, but I've uh, not altered the words. I've used Strong's Concordance to replace some of the words that the theologians have put in, in um, the Bible. The words are there. I'm not making it up, folks. It's all there. Now, we know that this is about the end days because Jesus has said in Matthew 24, 9, after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Now, let's go to the book of Enoch and see what it says about this particular time. It's the same time, folks, as you'll see in a minute. I'm going to read the full chapter. Don't worry, it is short. But the first few lines speaks for itself, and as you will see, the godless will be removed. Then, I'll show you um, Matthew again. I'll go back to the book of Enoch because that speaks about parables. Is this just a coincidence or is this deliberately put here to make us seek and find and search the truth for ourselves? Why did they take the book of Enoch out of the Bible? Or should I say, didn't, didn't they put it in in the first place? Whichever it is, you can see why after I have read this, this part to you. Because let's face it, Enoch did walk with God. God was pleased with Enoch. 
Who else was God pleased with? His son, Jesus. Yeshua. So why would they take the book of Enoch out? Ask yourselves. It talks about the sun, moon and the stars quite a lot and in great detail. You have to study it to understand it. I haven't got there yet, but it's really difficult. So let's go back to um, the, words of the, um, the words of the book of Enoch. The words of the blessing of Enoch, wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation, when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. And he took up his parable. There you go, you see, he's mentioned a parable there. And said, Enoch, a righteous man whose eyes were opened by God, saw the vision of the Holy One in the heavens, which the angels showed me. And from them I heard everything, and from them I understood as I saw, but not for this generation, but for a remote one, which is for to come. Now it gets interesting here, as you'll see. Concerning the elect, I said, and took up my parable concerning them. Now, before I read the next part, I want you to pay particular attention to this, where it says concerning the elect. As you may remember, the word elect means God's chosen, the Christians, the chosen Christians. And as you know, that is in Strong's Concordance. So let's read. And from them I understood, as I saw, but not for this generation, but for a remote one, which is for to come. Concerning the elect, I said, and took up my parable concerning them, the Holy Great One will come forth from his dwelling, and the eternal God will tread upon the earth, even on Mount Sinai, and appear from his camp, and appear in the strength of his might from the heaven of heavens. And all shall be smitten with fear. That's in Matthew 24, by the way. It talks about the men, they will be dying of fear as they see what is happening on the earth let's go back and all shall be smitten with fear and the watchers shall quake and great fear and trembling shall seize them unto the ends of the earth this is about the end times folks let's, let's continue and the high mountains shall be shaken and the high hills shall be made low and shall melt like wax before the flame and the earth shall be wholly rent in sunder, and all that is upon the earth shall perish. And there shall be a judgment upon all men. But with the righteous he will make peace, and will protect the elect, and mercy shall be upon them, and they shall all belong to God. And they shall be prospered, and they shall all be blessed, and he will help them all, and light shall appear unto them, and he will make peace with them. And behold, he cometh with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to destroy all the ungodly and to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness, which they have ungodly committed and of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, I've said this before, now no scripture is of private interpretation. You, you have to read, listen to the Holy Spirit as you're reading it, see what is revealed. And yes, we should gather as Christians, but remember, you must also seek your own salvation. 
gather as Christians talking about the word, yes, I agree with that, that is important. And that is Hebrews 10, 25. But you still have to seek your own salvation. It's good to talk to other people and not lean onto your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5, 6. So let's compare. And I thank the Holy Spirit for showing me this. As I was writing this, the Holy Spirit revealed this to me because if you read the first chapter of the book of Enoch and then compare this to Matthew 24, you will see there is a direct correlation between the two books speaking about this particular time. There's, there's not gonna be another time like this. This is it. So when I'm reading this, this is what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me, that this is the same time. And all, this is the book of Enoch, by the way, five. And all shall be smitten with fear, and the watchers shall quake, and great fear and trembling shall seize them unto the ends of the earth. And the high mountains shall be shaken, and the high hills shall be made low, and shall melt like wax before the flame. And the earth shall be wholly rent in sunder, and all that is upon the earth shall perish. And there shall be a judgment upon all men. There's not going to be two times where the earth is going to surrender, folks. This is it. Matthew 24, let's read quickly. 24, 21. This is because at that time there will be much trouble. There will be much trouble than has ever happened. has never happened since the beginning of the world. And nothing as bad as that will have ever happen again. It's going to be horrendous. Let's continue to read Matthew 24. Soon after the trouble of those days, this will happen. The sun will grow dark and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and everything in the sky will be changed. That's similar in Isaiah 13.10 and Isaiah 34.4. Let's read Isaiah 13.10. The stars will not show their light. The skies will be dark. The sun will grow dark as it rises and the moon will not give its light. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reminded me that Isaiah is about the end times. And this is what I am picking up on now. So we need to read Isaiah at some point again. Again, Isaiah 34, 4. The sun, moon and stars will dissolve. The sky will be rolled up like a scroll. The stars will fall like dead leaves from a vine or dried up figs from a fig tree. There you have it. Let's continue with, continue with Matthew 24, 30. At that time, there will be something in the sky that shows the Son of Man is coming. All the peoples of the world will cry. They will see the Son of Man coming on clouds in the sky. He will come with great power and glory. He will use a loud trumpet to send his angels all around the earth. They will gather his chosen people from every part of the world. As we know, guys, we've been scattered. But he will gather them up from the four winds, as we know. That's in Revelation as well. The fig tree teaches us a lesson. When its branches become green and soft and new leaves begin to grow, then you know that summer is near. So also when you see all these things happening, you will know that the time is near, ready to come. I tell you the truth, all these things will happen while the people of this time are still living. The whole world, earth and sky will be destroyed, but the words I have said will never be destroyed. 
Now, I've got to say this again, because as we, as we know, our ways is not God's ways. And not everything is revealed to us at the time, because the books at the moment, as I said in Daniel 12, are being revealed. It's, it, it was sealed, now it's opening up. And when you start to dig deep and, and seek the kingdom and seek, you will find this is what is happening. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, thank you Holy Spirit. I didn't actually write that down but he revealed it to me. Again, not all of us will receive this message, but he that has an ear will hear. So I suggest strongly that you read this for yourself to see what is being said here. But we do know that there will be a new heaven and earth. So the godless will be removed. And that makes perfect sense to me. So in my opinion, and based on the scriptures, based on Strong's Concordance, based on Isaiah, when two are in the field and one will be taken and the other left, that means the godless has been taken. Read Matthew 24. Read Isaiah 13.10. Read Isaiah 34.4. These are the scriptures that I have used. I've also used Daniel 7.25. These are really important time, folks. We need to get this right. We need to spread the good news of the gospel. We need to study the word, 2 Timothy 2.15, another scripture that I've used. We need to seek the kingdom first. We need to spread the good news of the gospel because Jesus is coming back. Amen.